0: It had even gotten to a point when I was, say, 10, 11 years old, where having coach training seven days a week still wasn't enough for me, and I had actually gotten a long jump pit dug and installed in my backyard for Christmas one year, so I could practice more outside of my time training. This, I felt, was a drive instilled by the fact that I was always chasing the rainbow and never achieving the goals that i had set out my entire childhood. (music) Welcome to The Waiting Game Podcast, a podcast where I attempt to bring more dialogue into the world of Olympic weightlifting and share my experiences and perspectives in the sport and resistance training in general. It was a perspective I wish was more accessible during my earlier years of training, so here is my attempt to bring that value to those who may be seeking it. Hello and welcome everyone to another episode of The Waiting Game Podcast. I'm Brandon Wakeling, Olympian and multiple time representative at the Commonwealth Games. And for this episode, I'm going to extrapolate on a topic that Sarah Cochran, who was on the last podcast, had brought up to me in our recent conversation, as it was something that rang true for me also, which essentially encapsulates the age-old term of talent versus hard work. This is going back to when she mentioned her upbringing in sport and her accolades previous to eventually pursuing weightlifting and reaching an elite level. And she had mentioned she had only made the state level in her previous sport, which was gymnastics, which she had done most of her life, never reaching the national level and not representing her state, despite trying year after year, and therefore obviously never wearing green and gold before eventually representing her country in weightlifting. This is something that was true for me as well. Speaking of my upbringing, I was involved in a variety of sports growing up, with rugby league and athletics being my main two sports. Other sports that I had competed at a representative level outside of these two main sports included the likes of touch football and surf life-saving only for flags and beach sprints. So it all essentially stemmed from those main two sports that I spoke of in which I had played and trained in from the age of five. And going back to when Sarah said she had only made the state level in her chosen sport, this was also the case for me. So I had made my first representative team for rugby league at the age of 10 and I was essentially in one up until the age of 19, although there was more opportunities around when I was in school, but I had only ever made the regional level, and I always missed out every single year on making the state team. Although when it came to athletics, it was a similar deal, although I made one step above every year as to what I did in rugby league, so I would make the state championships every year from the age of 10, up until I finished high school. And with that, I missed out on making nationals for all eight consecutive years that I was in school, and also doubling up, I did athletics outside of school, in which I missed out every single year also, so twice a year I missed out for eight years consecutively. And for those wondering what I competed in, I competed in the 100m sprint and the long jump. I did have times representing the regional and state level in events such as hurdles, the 200m sprint, triple jump, high jump, and even shot put but I was nowhere near as competitive at those as I was in the 100 meter sprint and long jump. Now with all of these times coming up short, essentially throughout my entire childhood, what it did breed was a discovery of the value of hard work. Although it wasn't something I would say I always did, especially referring to my later high school years, where I definitely wouldn't say I worked as hard as when I was younger, but I have a story for that in a minute. Going back to my young years, from the ages of roughly 5 until 13, I loved competitive sports, and really tried to better myself in every possible way, to try to emulate those that I watched on TV, playing in the NRL and the Olympics. And a fun fact is, I still have one of my early childhood assignments at home, in which for the assignment, we were asked the question of what we wanted to be when we grew up, and I had stated that I either wanted to play in the NRL, or go to the Olympics, and that was it. So you can see where my mind was at during these earlier years. It had even gotten to a point when I was say 10-11 years old where having coach training 7 days a week still wasn't enough for me and I had actually gotten a long jump pit dug and installed in my backyard for Christmas one year so I could practice more outside of my time training. This I felt was a drive instilled by the fact that I was always chasing the rainbow and never achieving the goals that I had set out my entire childhood. Now, going into my teenage years at high school, so grades 10, 11, and 12, so my senior years, that's where I naturally deviated from my childhood ambitions and began to value my social circle more and dealt with more social pressures as a lot of teenagers do. So instead of actually applying myself to the goals that I had at hand, I didn't exactly hold them all that closely at that point in time. I still played rugby league and was also in the track and field sport excellence program in my high school. But I wouldn't say I gave it 110% and practically just relied on whatever I was capable of doing without entirely applying myself. This brings me to the story that I said earlier that I was going to bring up. So this was going back to my second last year of high school where I was running the 100 metre sprint at the regional championships. So one step before the state championships. And I was up against a new face who was transitioning from high jump into the 100 metre sprint. And he was someone who was definitely all in on track and field at the time. And I could tell because he turned up to the event in all representative track suit. Bag, hat, everything. Come time to run the race, I win the regional event. And he comes second to me by a fair margin. Hence, because they took the top two from regionals that went to states, we had both qualified for the state championships, which was roughly a couple months later. So a couple months go by, and I was simply just going through the motions at school, not entirely applying myself. Come state champs time, we line up for our heat, and he smoked me in the event, even beating my best posted time to date. And I was honestly shocked, and even a little bitter by it all, which is obviously due to the fact that he put in the effort, and he was rewarded because of it. And I didn't, and I therefore was slightly resentful towards myself that I didn't put in the effort required. So after a few more years of this similar attitude where I wasn't entirely applying myself, you know, I was living quite casually, drinking with friends as you do as you turn 18. After the age of 19, that's when I stopped going out. I started going to the gym more and really found myself back on track once I picked up the sport of weightlifting and my university degree started to really get into the end of its run. And what I had noticed when looking at my peers that were in my grade in high school, which was essentially a rugby league school. And those who had made every representative team to the top level from primary school up until the end of high school never transitioned into the NRL. Where the ones that weren't but fought hard to try and make it as their one and only sport did actually break through post-graduation of high school into the NRL. Which I thought was really interesting. It just seemed that those that relied on talent and were praised and rewarded constantly at an early age just didn't get the chance to develop a work ethic strong enough, even remotely close to someone who clawed their way for years without achieving what they'd set out to do. And there was almost a tipping point in which talent would get you so far, but then without that strong sense of work ethic behind it, it just doesn't matter. There's just that point where it's just going to tip over, and the one that had been working hard the whole time, is just going to take over. And this was something that I felt I had personally reinvigorated through going to the gym and then enrolling at university. And once I'd found the snatch and cleaner jerk, I feel that had just tipped it into overdrive, if we're talking a strong sense of hard work and putting in the effort. And when I'm talking weightlifting, I'm not talking about the sport of Olympic weightlifting, but I'm talking about the exercises of the snatch and the clean and jerk for me. As it was something that really pushed me beyond whatever abilities that I had that were somewhat innate slash developed through my earlier years of intense sport. So yes, I had the strengths in the power and the strengths department, but my technical proficiency and my mobility were, I would say, certainly below average. As I had in other sporting endeavours prior to this, I would just play by my strengths and be able to excel in a sport or event I was competing in, referencing the likes of say flags at surf life saving or even a high jump or shot put which all played within to that realm of fast explosive fast twitch muscle fibre that all of my previous sporting endeavours required. So when it came to weightlifting, it definitely helped as they are uh, explosive lifts the snatch and the cleaner jerk but they do require a well-rounded base to be able to do well, talking outside of power and strength, looking upon the aspects of technique and mobility, among other aspects. This essentially meant that I couldn't purely just rely on my strengths to be able to get what I wanted over the long term. Day one, I physically didn't have the mobility to even snatch at all, and as time went on, I really had to exercise humility and dial the weights back, to get the fundamentals down properly before trying to lift anything too significant. Something that I was not comfortable with at first. And it was this mixture of several aspects of, I would say, athleticism that really creates an intense drive to try and master these movements. Which is, I think, partly to why it creates such an addicting nature of the snatch and the clean and jerk. Plus, when the movements are done well, it can use something that's generally seen as quite daunting being a heavily loaded barbell overhead and can be made to look quite effortless, which is an addicting pursuit to master within itself. But they are just some personal reasons as to why I think I've pushed to work so hard in this endeavour in itself, putting the actual sport aside, as I feel like high performance can't be the only main driver, at least for me personally. Now, to end this episode, I feel it wouldn't make sense without directly actually answering the question at hand, which is, what wins on weightlifting, talent or hard work? The answer, I feel, differs dependent on your age, level in the sport, and how long you've been doing it. Example being, I feel talent seems to outperform in the younger years, and may seem to have a tipping point later down the track if, say, the talented individual didn't apply themselves, and the odds let's say, not-so-talented individual has been working hard the whole time. Now, this doesn't have to mean your actual age either, but it can also mean your training age and starting something new. So, it can either be a new venture, whether it's a new sport, skill, or even a career path of some sort. The general premise being, talent naturally doesn't need to work hard, and without constructive adversity and the need to evaluate to become better, there's going to be a susceptibility to becoming lazy. Essentially, the opposite is to be said as the less talented that relentlessly still pursues the goal, no matter the adversity. Of course, there's going to be exceptions where, say, the talented individual also works hard, or someone who has less talent may not deal with adversity well and therefore get discouraged, but that is just generally how I have seen it and have experienced it. Now, after taking all that long just to answer that one simple question, I think I will end the podcast there. So thank you to everyone that listened to the podcast. That was episode 21, and I will see you in the next episode. Have a good one.